We're starving Americans to death. Because of all the inflation, we spent $16 trillion on the lockdown. We wasted, got nothing for it. $8 trillion on the Ukraine war. That's $24 trillion that they had to print to pay for nothing. That money, the way they're paying it back, they're not going to tell us they're raised taxes because you can't do that. It's a hidden tax called inflation, and it hits the poor and the middle class, and it has dismantled the middle class in this country. Well, my friends, food bills for basic foods like chicken, dairy, and eggs has increased 76% in two years. To pay for the Iraq war, or the Ukraine war, the Iraq war, and the lockdowns. His food prices are going up. And now the government's selling him, while we have plenty of money for the military and the banks, we don't have it for Americans who are, you know, hardworking people. And, uh, you know, something is not right. We're in a crisis in this country. We need to start unraveling the empire. Talk right. about the money. Today, we're about to watch Thomas Sowell, Joe Biden is a phony. You'll take the risk. Except I think Biden is a bigger risk than Hillary was. And I think uh, that the way things are poised, if he comes in and the Democrats take the Senate, I don't see anything getting better in this generation. Look, say what you want about Trump, man, but one thing Trump did do is bring a lot of money. Also, he got us that stimulus check, which everybody loved. I also believe that even though the country has weathered many bad things in the past, there is a point of no return. When I see people talking seriously about abolishing the police force, my gosh, I mean... That's the dumbest insanity. thing ever. Rumar, are you the head of your wife? <laughs> Bad. I like to think that we're equal. Are you the head? Bad. Bad. I am, I am Bad. a guy. No, no, no. I'm an alpha. Uh-uh, not if you think you and your Bad. wife are equal. Bad. 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 Because i tell you why. Bad. Our daughter came out to us this year as lesbian and lesbian. A proud member of the LGBTQ community and asked if we could put a rainbow up for Pride Month, but Mama wasn't just having a rainbow, so this is what I did to surprise her when she gets home from school. Now it's not. Would you be celebrating if your daughter came home and said, I let Tyrone finger me behind the bookshelf in the <laughs> library? No, you would not. And this is the exact same thing. Just because she likes the same sex doesn't make it okay that we are sexualizing children at a young age. It would be wrong whether it was heterosexual as well. Do better, parents. And when you look at what Tucker Carlson and some of these other folks on Fox do, it is very, very clearly incitement of violence, very clearly incitement of violence. And that is the line that I think we have to uh, be willing to contend with. Very hard for me to dislike a woman that I find attractive. AOC has done it. I dislike her. She's one of the dumbest people on the planet. I, I She's dumb. People used to love it when I used to criticize Sarah Palin, another attractive woman who I used to not like. Now I halfway like her. Uh, but AOC makes Sarah Palin sound like a Rhodes Scholar. AOC is one of the dumbest people in the history of American politics. Oh, shit. And that makes her very, very dumb. She's pro-censorship. She doesn't understand the First Amendment. This is a disclaimer. 
The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy.
video. I'm back. Round two, final round. Final round, man, for this weekend. Three-day weekend for me, but it might have been a two-day weekend for you. Everything is cool, cope aesthetic and whatnot. Got an episode. And I think, I think that this episode will be useful. Uh, and it should be considered critical political theory. So this may tie into the series that I'm trying to do on the podcast, Critical Political Theory. And if y'all didn't check out that episode, you should check it out. Only when you get a chance. Um, We're going to be talking about Ice Cube, who declares war on the club of gatekeepers. And shout out to Odin's Men. Video is going to be by Odin's Men on YouTube. Check out his channel. And we also got an oldie, an oldie but a goodie from NBC News seven years ago. And the video is called, Why Do Black People Pretend That Black Conservatives Don't Exist? Why do people pretend that black conservatives don't exist? So, critical political theory through a black conservative perspective might actually be a book that I plan on writing based on a lot of things that I talk about on this podcast as well as other things getting into sort of the political realm and kind of leaving behind the identity, right? Leaving behind the color and only acknowledging character, right? And, you know, critical race theory, you guys have heard of that. I just put my spin on it and kind of talk about it from a black conservative perspective of course, I was never, uh, not until recent, I never had openly talked about conservatism in any way, shape, or fashion. But I have acknowledged my views always have been more conservative than anything. And this was before, you know, Trump getting into office and everything going on with that. Um, with Ice Cube... And you guys know who Ice Cube is, the actor and rapper, black entertainer. He it's very difficult to explain an Ice Cube, right? Because <clears throat> he's an old he's not old, but I mean, you know, the old school hip hop. He really was. He really uh, had a big impact. He was one of the West Coast artists that went back and forth to the East Coast, did a lot of work with Public Enemy. I'm a little bit of a hip hop head, but he dealed with the Nation of Islam for a while. Um, and he kind of been mostly a solid guy. You know, what I mean, never really flew off the handle publicly. But then again, that was back when hip hop was just about music and it wasn't about people just showcasing and just acting like buffoons just to get somewhere in terms of the entertainment business. 
But it wasn't until recently um, when he had the platinum deal. Matter of fact, let me make sure I'm saying this correctly. Um, I think it was the platinum plan deal. Let me just let me just verify it. Ice Cube uh, platinum. I'm trying to see what this is exactly what this is called because this stirred up a lot of shit. Actually, here it is. Ice Cube has clarified his role in helping to develop the Trump administration's proposed platinum plan for the black community after a White House advisor thanked the rapper for his willingness to step up and work with President Trump. Leaders going to lead. Haters going to hate. Um, and that was from Rolling Stones. So it was the platinum plan. And by the way, it wasn't as if Ice Cube was personally reaching out to just Trump. He also reached out to the Biden administration, the ones that are in power today. The Biden administration, from what I knew, did not contact them back, did not contact um, Ice Cube back about the platinum plan. The only people that did contact him back were the Trump administration. And at that moment, you may think, hey, that's good. Good for Ice Cube. You know what I mean? A rapper being able to reach out, go beyond the studio and try to really impact these streets. You would say, good job. Congratulations. But unfortunately, the blacks, the liberal blacks, the blacks that only believe in one party, and that's the Democratic plantation. They turned against Ice Cube, called Ice Cube the coon. They put Ice Cube in the same category as. Oh, by the way, rest in peace, Jim Brown. Rest in peace to Jim Brown. Um, put him in the same category as Kanye, because it made me think when Kanye, Jim Brown, and I think a couple of other prominent blacks was at the White House talking to Trump about the issues in the community. They all got categorized as coons and sellouts. Now, of course, the coon and sellout, the trope of the coon and sellout on a political level, it's anything that deals with conservative or Republican as a black. If you side a little bit more to the right, then you're going to deal with the consequences, especially as an entertainer, let alone a rapper of prominence. So to jump in, to start off with this uh, video by Odin's men, I think Ice Cube is talking about the establishment. He doesn't want to say the establishment. He may not want to say the elite, but instead he uses the term gatekeeper. Which is interesting because the gatekeepers, and you know, it's no need to mention the names, you know, the Steve Harveys, the Oprah Winfrey's, the Whoopi Goldbergs of the world. The prominent blacks got their own spot and they don't allow other blacks with them. They got their, it's like high school. You got the jocks over here. You got the nerds on the other side. You got some of the preppy girls in the middle. You got the cheerleaders next to the jocks. 
the preppy girls are always by, you know, the nerds and kind of like that's how it's always been. But it, it would be the one to five people who kind of just move around like, oh, I'm cool with that guy. Oh, I went to science. I'm in science with him. Oh, I got gym with him. Oh, I smoke pot with him after school behind the dumpsters. What the? You know what I'm saying? Like, people don't look at just groups. It's kind of like uh, more or less cause and effect. Regardless of how you look, what can you contribute? Because like I stated before, it no longer becomes about character with critical political theory. It becomes about directly... And no, it's not about color in critical political theory in a way that critical race theory is. It is about character. And if a person can do a task, and if he can do it well, don't care what he looks like. You know what I'm saying? And maybe maybe the morals and principles might be sim- similar. The morals and principles might be similar, but the appearances mean nothing. And I think with... A lot of these rappers, whether it's Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne has a strong opinion about Black Lives Matter. He has a interesting opinion about Donald Trump that many people just don't want to acknowledge. And I think that's the thing about entertainment, where you take what you are entertained by when it comes to a person and leave everything out. But by doing that, you kind of become biased. It's sort of one sided. So it's like having someone that you like someone that you like may be able to get away with doing certain things that other people that you're not too privy of you wouldn't allow them to do it around you but because you're cool with somebody uh, all right you know you can go over the limit a little bit you know what i'm saying like it's like it's like how police are like i've only been pulled over maybe less than a handful of times all the times that I was pulled over, I only received two tickets. Now, ironically enough, the tickets that I received, I went like 10 miles over the speed limit, whatever. The tickets that I didn't receive or the things that I've gotten away with would be like going 35, 45 over the speed limit. Like I'm doing 70. I was doing 70 to 35 up in like um, towards North Jersey. And um, it was on a regular 35 mile per hour road. Cop swings around, pulls me over. If I didn't have my if I didn't have my work badge on me, I would have definitely got a ticket. But, you know, he had seen that, you know, I was just pretty much chilling. I wasn't trying to argue back and forth like, yeah, you got me 40, 45, I think, or it was maybe 40 miles over the speed limit. Gave him my driver's license. He was like, hey, where were you going in such a hurry? I was like, you know, I was trying to get back to work. Oh, he was like, all right, I'll be back. He just said that. So I'm thinking, all right, he's going to hurry up, give me my fucking ticket, and I'll have to pay it or else, right? Instead, he came back and was like, hey, you can go. Just slow down, you know, make sure you get to work safely, whatever. That was it. White cop, black man, I'm black. I'm black. No problems. Now, I've sped past state troopers. I've sped past cops around everywhere. And I just have the luck of not really being pulled over when I should be pulled over. 
or then I would just be in the wrong place, wrong time. A certain situation gets comes up. Someone cuts me off. I speed past them. A fucking cop pulls me over. Something like that. Right? But it's that... It's, it's, the, it's the principle of... And I'm comparing these two to say... It's the principle of... Quote, unquote, doing the speed limit. In which reality, in most cases, it involves holding up traffic. Then you can open the traffic up by doing 10 miles over the speed limit. You see a cop, take your foot off the gas pedal. You don't you don't just brake because that just gives them a reason to pull you over. But it's like you kind of learn. All right. When is the rules necessary and when are the rules unnecessary? And I think with rappers and entertainers, they're learning that, wait, there is two parties but we only side with one. And it's almost like a national decision when you look at those who voted for the last, well, who voted for the current president. The black improvement, the black approval of this current president has been dropping tremendously from 75 to roughly 35%. This is the first, uh, one of the first, if not the first, Democratic presidents to ever reach that level of damn near little to no support by the black communities. But at the same time, these black communities have been conditioned to tolerate the lies. They've been conditioned to tolerate the false promises of the Democratic Party. So when I mention people like Robert F. Kennedy Jr., I see someone who's a classical liberal, but in all actuality, people on the right side with him more than people on the left. So it's like, in a sense, he's a Democrat, but I don't really consider him to be a liberal of today. I think if more black folks would wake up to the possibility of you were probably lied to the entire time. The other party, which is the Republican Party, had more. And I'm not saying it's the same today, but it tends to be more of an uprising of us. Sort of the younger but getting older blacks that wake up and try to spread some messages to the younger kids out there, the younger generation. And it's not to <coughs> it's not to son you or big brother you. It's just to prepare you for all the bullshit that's coming. These people aren't done with the lies. They're not done with the propaganda. So, with all that being said, we're going to jump right in. Odin's men. Odin's men. On YouTube. This guy's known for his hilarious TikTok reactions. to a lot of these different people who identify with different genders. We talked about that on the last episode, Night Talk. Shout out to Night Talk, a.k.a. Stevie Knight. He black. He was talking about some lady, some dingbat in some court hearing, talking about there's at least five different genders. And then with non-binary, it's 
endless because they don't necessarily identify with a gender to begin with. So why would you even be categorized? And it's the idea that this woman said that trans women are, in fact, women, which that isn't the case, because biologically speaking, they were not born female. They were not born with those such chromosomes to put her or him in that role, in that gender of female. So if trans men or if trans women are in fact women, then the term trans women would not exist. But Odin's men, this guy, this channel goes over a lot of these videos. Um, they're funny, but they're also disturbing. Uh, but this one here, I mean, we're going to get into it. I want to see what uh, Ice Cube got to say about these gatekeepers. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. A lot of you listening to me right here, right now, you're not part of the club either. And what I realized with the club is, well, I'm willing to work with both teams, but I'm just working with whoever is willing to work with me. Here was cracking. You know what it is, homeboy Ice Cube. I saw Ice Cube a long time ago, early 90s, Snoop. So Ice Cube, give me some context here. Goes on Chris Cuomo saying, contract with Black America. I'll work with anybody. And now Ice Cube's find the gatekeepers. You're a little pissed off. Stand by. Some of you may not have realized um, that I'm not part of the club. And... A lot of you listening to me right here, right now, you're not part of the club either. Now, I ask y'all, the listeners, the question of what is he referring to by club, right? Here's a guy, platinum artist at one time, uh, the hit movie Friday, which is one of my favorite movies. I'm black. Black folks love Friday. Um, Friday after the next. eh, But black folks love Friday. So Ice Cube is a well-known and he will go into the books as one of the best MCs, especially of the West Coast, to have came out. But he's stating that he's not a part of the club. So now we can we can come to the conclusion that this club he's referring to has nothing to do with music, right? It may be based on entertainment, but a prominence are more or less the prominence of entertainers are those who are hand selected to be the leaders and things of that nature. This makes me this makes me think about Cardi B, right? Because Cardi B at one time was considered woman of the year. She was also selected as the person to not only interview Bernie Sanders, but interview the president today being Joseph Biden. People with little to no political education history whatsoever are being handpicked by the elites, by those in the club, the gatekeepers, to, like I said, it's a tool. Like Cardi B is a tool. 
And I mean that in a negative way, of course. Like, the, you know how they say they call guys tools? Oh, he's such a tool. She was the tool for the Democratic Party. Because she's not that intelligent. She's not that bright. So she's not going to ask tough, uh, tough questions. And she's of a level of recognition. People know her. Women especially know her. The women empowerment thing. Democrats always been about this sort of selected uh, empowerment of women. But it's very selective. And I may get into that in another episode. But let's keep going. And what I realized with the club is what makes them so mad is when you don't want to be a part of the club. This is so intriguing. I don't know if he talks in code, if I'm way jaded as shit. It's like, yes, sir. (laughs) This is obviously code. I've stated, I believe that it's sort of this establishment within sort of entertainment because for those who may have not have paid attention to what's been going on in media and how media sort of sides with the left, Hollywood is pretty liberal, right? And but it's not just it's not your classical liberals. It's the new age radical liberal that have turned those who are just center, those who are pretty much in the middle They've made them go right wing because everything that was essentially looked at as tolerant, everything that was looked at as decent and just based on characters and values rather than just focusing on um, the victimhood or to focus on being oppressed because you're not the color of the next person. It's sickening and it's sad. Club, right? You think Ice Cube, huge music. I think a producer. It's got you know a lot of stuff, a lot of money, right? But he came out and said, "I got a contract with Black America. We'll reference that. I don't care about BIPOC. I care about Black Americans, which I respect." He was very direct. Now, this is this is something that always bothered me about this. There was no artist that I know of, hip hop artist that participated, that supported Ice Cube, that even mentioned Ice Cube in his proposal. I'm going to repeat that again. When this was all a thing, 2020, I believe, around 2020 when this was going on, there was not one entertainer that sided with Ice Cube. The media mentioned it, but they mentioned it in the term of news. Oh, it's just an article. It's just a subject. So now you talk about being blackballed. That can incorporate something that may happen going further or something that's already happened where Ice Cube kind of got the coon routine when it came to stepping out of line, when it came to the blacks and maybe doing something that you want to do rather than what others want you to do, you'll get called the coon of Uncle Tom and the sellout. Keep in mind that these people that would call Ice Cube a coon and a sellout are the same people within their communities 
or better yet, the same people within their favorite artist and, you know, with their favorite form of entertainment and, you know, the glitz and the glamour and recognition is the same things that actually sell out one's community and sell out a people. The same music about destruction and chaos, right? The same music, the same people that are responsible for this music will call the next person a coon for pointing out the issues that are going on with the community, including the idolatry of these rappers and entertainers. Momo, I think I may have sunk him. That pisses them off. Yeah. What club am I talking about? I'm talking about the club of gatekeepers that we all got to deal with. Mm. That Ice Cube got some heat for deciding uh, to work with the Trump administration. He wants to deal with it. I want to understand it. So, so should you. So I never said he would. See, and this is the problem. <clears throat> and you and you guys didn't get the undertone, sort of the racist the racist undertone of what he just said you guys should know why a black rapper decides to work with president donald trump you need an explanation maybe he realized that this person unlike joe biden is actually a guy who's known for getting shit done maybe that's maybe that's one of the reasons or it can be simple it can be very simple um, for these uh, CNN reporters because he fucking can and because he wants to. How about that? Is that good? Is that a good enough reason? Ridiculous. With the Biden administration. Now, this was before the election. I'm connecting a lot of dots. I could be totally wrong. But Ice Cube comes out and says, I work with anybody. Contract with Black America. That was just Ice Cube's jam. And then it didn't end well because Ice Cube's feeling the gatekeeper thing. Tinfoil hat engaged. Stand by. On prime time. Thank you for taking the opportunity, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, um, Christian. Your lead-ins are a little misleading. How so? Um, well, the platinum plan is not my plan. I came up with the contract with Black America. Uh, first off, can you imagine anybody else coming to an interview and saying, Hey, brother, that's Chris Cuomo. <laughs> In today's world, uh, it doesn't seem good, and I love Ice Cube. And she's like, first of all, that's misleading. No, thank you. I dig it. Um, and I didn't run to go work with any campaign. Both campaigns contacted me. Both campaigns wanted to talk to me about the contract with Black America. One campaign said, we love what you have, but let's really dig into it after the election. And one campaign said, we love what you have. Uh, do you mind talking to us about it? And that's what I did. So I didn't run to nobody. And uh, so that... See how this is crafted. Cuomo's like, so you're dealing with Trump. You must be a Nazi, right? Like, no, no, ask both of them. This may be the gatekeeper. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> he said that shit smooth, man. He's like, hey, so you working with Trump? So, so you're a Nazi, right? <laughs> yeah. What type of foolishness? What type of fuckery? 
are we dealing with now, man? I got to bring that back. That's funny. Yo. To it after the election. And one campaign said, we love what you had. Um, what, do you mind talking to us about it? And that's what I did. So I didn't run to nobody. And uh, so that... See how this is crafted. Cuomo's like, so you're dealing with Trump. You must be a Nazi, right? But no, no, I asked both of them. This may be the gatekeeper part. We're going to get back to the current video. It just came out. <laughs> Yo! 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 <laughs> oh, so you do this deal with Trump. So you're a Nazi, right? Yo, you know CNN is on that, right? Like, you know CNN is on that level now, right? You do understand that. They already consider those who support Trump, those who are black and support Trump, a mental illness. I want y'all to understand what I am telling y'all right now. Look it up. There's a church. I think it was in like somewhere down south. In this church, it said um, blacks who support Trump have a mental illness or something like that on a church. Wicked, perverted devils and demons. I wouldn't be surprised if a rainbow mafia leader was ahead of that church. Okay. Wouldn't be surprised one bit. It's cute, but this is very important because he may be shunned now because he said, I'll work with Trump. I'll work with Biden. I don't care. Whoever's in charge, bro. Real misleading to me. Uh, I didn't say you ran to anybody. I said that you were taking a piss. Well, you, you, you said I ran over to the Trump team instead of the Biden team. That's just not true. Well, well you are working with the me. Trump team instead of the Biden team, and people get used to it. What do you say? Well, I'm willing to work with both teams, but I'm just working with whoever is willing to work with me. So, I mean, I I can appreciate his stance to an extent, right? Because Ice Cube just seems like somebody who's not that he's a gatekeeper himself. It's just he's not well educated on the political realm. And by him saying what he's saying, it's kind of like he's tap dancing. Because he's saying, hey, I work with any team. It was just Trump was the team that was available and had more. It it just is just my thought of it. This is my perspective. Ice Cube doesn't want to admit it, but Trump had more in common with what he wanted than Joe Biden. That's just my take. He can't say that because he's already dealing with heat for just being around Trump and having his name mentioned in the same sentence, um, excuse me, the same sentence as Trump. See, like rap, rap music and hip hop culture is entirely different, right? So for rappers to be actors, it's almost different. Right. Because you don't see it as much. You know, a lot of a lot of artists honestly just don't make a big enough impact music wise to really have an image that can project them on film permanently. Right. And. The rapper either becomes a producer or he becomes he has his own label, he has his own record company. He does something that deals with music without him having to be directly in the spotlight. 
and it kind of works out because you just sit back and you cut a check, really. And you're not you're not necessarily you're known in the credits or something. You're not known in the spotlight. So when you start going outside of that spotlight and you jump into other things, just like politics, or it can be something just as simple. What was T.I.? Ain't T.I. doing comedy now? What the king of the South, man? He was the Jay Z. He was Jay Z of the South. I remember when they called uh, Ti Jay Z of the South, king of the trap, man, king of trap, right? Now he's doing comedy, and you know the guy, the bagel, the guy from the bagel shop who freaked out on the woman because he was too short, and women call him midget and all this shit. Now he's doing comedy. When did comedy become? Um. When did comedy become the the eject button for people? Where people have nothing else, they failed at everything else. I remember Ti was a. Uh, they had some black. Uh, they had some black convention, but it was political. It had Killer Mike, and Killer Mike was a Bernie supporter. So you'll pff, let you figure that one out. And then um, Ti was pretty much a Democrat. And they had Candace Owens pretty much as the conservative. She was the clown. And I'm not saying that personally to attack her, but I'm saying within most of the demographic of blacks, it's it's mostly liberal down the line. Obama had a big impact in that. And then almost a generation before that, close to it, it was the Clintons that had a big impact into that, right? So anything outside of liberalism or anything that is conservative on any level, anything that would be close to Republican is shunned by the black community. So going back to the reason why I paused the video, it's a tap dance routine or it's almost like fence sitting. If I work, like if I'm at a level to where I'm known and successful, whatever I do, and, and if I have a business idea or I, if I have an idea for blacks or a program for blacks that can be in all 50 states or just a program for those in need in all 50 states that would naturally create jobs and that would naturally create whatever wealth, um, you know, create opportunity for those in need, you would pretty much single handedly break down the welfare state to those who are literally disabled and can't do it, everybody else will be regulated for that program. That would be the new welfare state. Now, if I would propose that, as a black person, I know this. If I were, if I were to propose that to Democrats and Republicans, I would get more response from the Republicans. I mentioned this before. Capital of Jersey is Trenton. You go to Trenton, you see all those old factories, they were involved, there were steel mills, they built um, They built the bridge, they built parts of the bridge for the Golden Gate Bridge in California. You know, this, this factory is in Trenton that are worth, it's just, it's, it's, it's like money that's dry rotting, it's just money that's just moldy, moldy that just, money is just sitting around getting old, right? rotten away. You rebuild these these warehouses, right? You rebuild these factories. 
you bring the people who are in need for employment into the factories. You you and you create money. That's that's a, you manufacture something. You create money made in the USA. The end. Now other countries want our shit. That's how. That's 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 just breaking down like capitalism and business. Where like I said it before, if a communist makes a good sports drink, then I'm drinking the commie sports drink. I don't give a fuck. Does it taste good? All right. But not everybody's like that. But when you go into the realm of politics as a black, you've like if you decide for whatever reason, I'm just going to go out there, black Republican, MAGA, make America, all that shit. Right. If you're going out there like that, you are absolutely ready for the criticism. You are ready for such backlash. friends you have, your family members, they'll probably look at you like you're crazy. But that's what you believe in. And that's from doing your research and having your perspective and seeing things through how you see things and through whatever time you took to better yourself into knowing about these things rather than just following people, doing what people tell you to do because, hey, everybody else is doing it. It's cool, right? It's trendy, right? It reminds me of those trendy TikTok videos, you know, those stupid thoughts, those women, not all, not all, not all, not all, but most that go on TikTok, of course, um, they do all these twerk challenges and all these type of provocative um, dance routines like hookers, like like online strippers and prostitutes. They uh, they enjoy doing that like that's that's it's a trend. They don't even think like about what they're actually doing. They're just saying, well, everybody else is doing it. What the? Same principle. What a disgrace. The Trump campaign came to me and asked me to explain. Again, this is context to where we're at today. Glad you're here. Thanks for watching the video. Important, right? Because you think he, Ice Cube, will get a pass. Mm-mm. Black fellow of the rap. Nope. California. You think he's just going to get in, right? He's in the club, you think? No. I don't know. We're going to find out. He's not in the club. To them, some of Snoop Dogg's in the club. Oh, I can go through rappers who are a part of a club. Jay-Z's in the club. Puff Daddy's in the club. <laughs> 50 Cent. Uh, he's getting there. Even though he has a song called uh, In the Club. But um, he's not He's not up there. But he's he's self. He reached the point where he's self-made. So 50's on a different level. And then what, and what he did with Vitamin Water. Had it for a bit. Sold it back. Made some more money off of that. Like he, he He's a businessman. And he was a known street nigga. So that's, if anybody, and I'm not saying this to glorify it, but he actually took that route and truly made something of himself. Um, a lot of people are fans of power. I never seen it. Probably don't want to see it. But I can just acknowledge the hustle. And from what I can remember, he was one of those. Like 50 Cent was was pretty much the new he was the new personified rapper, meaning 
he he had a street he had a reputation in the streets and he made music he wasn't just a guy a square from the streets who was talented no he was involved in the streets and he makes catchy music so that's the new rapper so today any rapper who isn't necessarily a street guy or who isn't necessarily connected to some gang or some organization they're not going to get the edge. It, it, look, man, it's it's just the reality, right? Like, listen to the music, all right? Look at look at the music videos. Look at the environments. It's all the same shit. So even now, I think now when people people are now, um, they got the Christian rap shit now coming back out, and I always have. I don't I don't have the most positive um I don't have the most positive results from that particular brand of hip hop. Because these people will talk about how bad hip hop has gotten. But even if you mentioned hip hop that was mentioned previously, there was still an element of the streets. There was still the element of violence. There was still the element of, you know, the black version of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And it's the only, it's the only culture that created such impact where everyone has a response to it. Everybody has a response to the music. It's not just it's not like one like because like you deal with white people they listen to the shit they sing along to it they say nigga and they, they do all that shit and black people the black people will get so offended by it right but they're not out there killing each other over the music we're the ones killing each other over the music we should be mad at, our, at ourselves not for the use of the word but for sort of the energy that demonic energy that goes along with that music and it's not just hip hop today. It's it's a uh, drill music and this and the ops smoking a pack, all this type of crazy shit. It's just not. And look, I would be a hypocrite if I told you that some of this music was not, in fact, head knocking fire ass music. But I think the music just comes from the producer. The lyrics are like poetry. It's like the icing on the cake. But a fire-ass beat, you can just listen to a fire-ass beat. You know, you don't got to put any lyrics to it. It's just a fire-ass beat. You know, people want to do business, buy music. Yeah, I'll sell music, sure. Other than that, eh. It's just something I like to do. It's like an audio. I called it an audio art gallery, right? It's an audio art gallery, like the music that I make. And I think even producers, to an extent, they look at it in the same way where their audio, their music is a representation of art, but in audio form. So all of their music represents an emotion or even a painting or an, uh, a time period or um, some 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 level of nostalgia or something like that. Right. So that's how I look at my music. But the music today, 
it doesn't matter how you look at it. Because like I said, the Christian hip hop is trying to come back. And to me, it's subpar, borderline corny. I think there needs to be an element of realism in the realism of how one feels. And I think music in terms of lyrics is very important, which is why music today pretty much sucks because you can make anything rhyme, but there's no, there's no real feeling. There's no spirit into the music today, unless that spirit is destruction, chaos, smoking a pot, uh, smoking a op, smoking a pack, you know, everybody's a pack, right? But, you know, just my opinion. But we're going to move on from that. You know, the Ice Cube situation, it's like, uh, you know, it is what it is. Because, like I said, from my perspective, there's not <clears throat> there's not many rappers. The closest one to do it was Lil Wayne. And I think we played that. We played that in a previous episode dealing with Lil Wayne's thoughts about BLM, uh, Black Lives Matter, and how he doesn't really have any opinion about it. And I'm sure at that time, everybody was triggered by it. But this is a multimillionaire, so (laughs) I don't know, like, and see, this is my thing. Ice Cube being a real one in terms of coming up with the plan and being willing to deal with anybody in order to have it done and have it as an opportunity. Once again, I'm going to acknowledge the fact that he got no support from the blacks, the black rappers and entertainers when he made that decision. And when he got all the backlash, it was pretty much him. Nobody went out there and really defended him for it. Not that he needs anybody to defend him for it, but I'm just saying nobody really stepped out there and said, there was nothing wrong with what Ice Cube was proposing and with what he was trying to do. I personally feel that his way about doing it was a little wishy-washy because you're pretty much, you're going on CNN expecting to not be criticized and to not have them come up with whatever story that they can get away with coming up with because Ice Cube in the beginning of that, he had to point him out and go, Hey, y'all got me fucked up. Had to correct them real quick. But if you're working with Trump or if you worked with Trump, just say you worked with Trump. Like, it's not that big of a fucking deal. Most black folks today, even if they don't like Trump, they'll admit that the whole racism shit compared to other presidents is it's just not you can't you can't measure up the corruption, the blatant racism, the separatism of these previous and current president of the United States. So I don't want to hear anything, you know what I mean? But we're going to find out. This is an old, this is a very old classic seven year ago um, NBC News video called Why Do Black People Act Like Black Conservatives Don't Exist? Let's find out. Traitors. That's what their haters call them. So they were straight here. A secret group chat with other supposed sellouts. Uh-oh. But they didn't commit a crime. 
They're just black Trump supporters. And this is a coming out party. Oh, Jesus. I'm gathering this is kind of a judgment-free zone. Everyone can kind of just be themselves. And, I think yeah. you can- and here's the bizarre part about it. Here's the Twilight Zone portion of it, right? For a black person to quote-unquote come out as a conservative be more outrageous than a black person literally coming out as a homosexual, that should be something to worry about. The blacks aren't allowed to think otherwise than what other blacks want them to think as. What happens? Everybody gets caught up in a lie. Everybody gets caught up in a thought. Everybody's mind is still enslaved. Everybody's mind is still enchained and in some form of bondage within this psychological and spiritual warfare where a group of people will try to claim that you are oppressed and you can't do something and you don't have what it takes. So you need these people, the white liberals, to give you scraps of handouts. Some people, they see like people walking around with MAGA hats and they're probably like, do they like know what they're in line for? Kalasia, Sharice, and Anthony bonded on social media. They're here in D.C. to finally meet others like them in person. As a biracial woman, I know exactly what it feels like to be misunderstood by your own people. So that's why I came here, to find out why everyone acts like black conservatives don't exist. USA! 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 is the nonprofit behind this meetup, Turning Point USA. They promote conservative values on college campuses, and you might know it because... Shout out to Turning Point USA. They're also categorized in the uh, radicalized right-wing um, chart slash pyramid that these liberals, borderline Marxists, came up with to try and categorize the conservatives and the Christians to pretty much white pride organizations and white supremacists. Them, Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens. There's nothing more American than being black in this country. But today, the crowd is here to see someone else. Who in this room wants to be president someday? President Trump's approval rating among African-Americans hovers around 14%. In here, though, it's off the charts. The African-American unemployment rate has hit the lowest level ever recorded in the history of Africa. This is a recurring theme. African-American unemployment has reached its lowest rate ever recorded. Trump deserves credit for his role in maintaining low black unemployment. <laughs> I know the people that's listening. Oh, God. Some of y'all don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. And if and people say, well, why does he have to say it all the time? Because he did it. Why wouldn't he talk about it? Nobody else is going to talk about it for him. Mainstream media ain't going to acknowledge that. It's all a plot for somebody like Trump. And some of the blacks are really beginning to recognize what he is saying and the things that he was doing and can actually say that, hey, we don't mind this guy at all. And then it gets to the final point where it's like, yo, I'm tired of hearing these crybaby liberals complain and whine about this guy. 
get a fucking life. You know what I'm saying? Like, because look, regardless of what Biden is doing, he's still the president. He's an embarrassment. And I'm almost happy that he's a president just so people can acknowledge the fact that he's an embarrassment and that they voted for an embarrassment. Okay. I voted for a patriot. I voted for a nationalist. Orange is a new black. I'm not siding with Joe Biden 2024. And that's all I got to say about that. Levels. It's been steadily declining since before he got to Washington. But beyond that, the picture looks a little different. The median net worth of black families is 10 times lower than white families. The gap between black and white home ownership is growing and black college graduates still make significantly less than white college graduates. Well, there's a lot of explanations for that one. Right. Are they graduating college? Are they getting jobs or are they getting any sort of career opportunity based on what they've taken in college? Most of the time they don't. And this ain't necessarily a color thing, but blacks, they're the smallest, right? They're the smallest demographic, what, 13%? Within black and white, they're the smallest, right? So the numbers are going to mean a lot more knowing that, right? So any demographic that involves black and black crime realize that it's still 13% of the country's population, And a portion of that 13% are in one way or another going to be involved with some level of crime or, you know, tough pill to swallow, but I'm black. And if I can deal with it, so can you. Students, this is bigger than just the economy. Before even becoming a conservative, I started to feel like I was a victim. But once I got out of that victim mentality, I actually started thriving. My biggest pet peeve is when people say, we've made... First thing, victimhood mentality. Sign number one, that you're dealing with a liberal. It can be a white woman. It can be a black woman. It can be a woman. Victimhood mentality, that's, that's across the board. But the victimhood mentality and just the inferiority complex, it becomes more and more marketable for the others that would really want them not not physically enslaved, but psychologically enslaved. They can feed them lies and they can feed them articles and they can feed them events that are exaggerated or they can mention events and not give direct details because they know people will just react and therefore keep a particular group of people, the colored, the Negro, the American black in constant turmoil and against the conservatives. Progress in slavery. Are you kidding me? A lot of what I heard today was the narrative that Democrats really don't care about black people. We sit in these really bad, dilapidated, broken communities. Democrat policies have continuously been implemented and they have not worked. 
welfare reform is on the president's to-do list. And this gets to the core of conservatism, that liberal policies unintentionally do more harm than good. After LBJ created social programs like food stamps and Medicare in the 60s, the rate of black economic progress actually slowed down. They made progress, but not as quickly as in the five years before these programs started. Still, there are far fewer black people in poverty today than there were back then. But even if conservatives are right about welfare holding folks back, sometimes Trump makes things... Well, they're going to point out the way Trump says this and that, but I'm going to say the obvious Trump. I mean, not Trump. Um, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson held back the blacks at such an alarming level, right? It almost became obvious when you look into history and you see how people are viewed at a certain time where there wasn't information and there wasn't there wasn't abilities to research things without going through old newspaper articles or not going through a computer because you're dealing with the 60s, 70s and times like that. You'll know that LBJ was pretty much um he was the worst president for the blacks pretty much creating and enabling the welfare system and the welfare state, which kept black people at a particular level. You're just above poverty. So you don't make us look too bad, but we make sure not to give you enough. And these people eat it up. And then you think about the two pair households the welfare system, um, the Section 8, the Section 8 housing, the free housing, the public housing, low rent, um, $30 a month type housing situation. That's with a man not involved. So now you got the families being purposely broken up for a woman to live comfortably. And the government becomes a new baby daddy. After Charlottesville, when he said there were fine people on both sides, do you think that was racist? No one likes to see Nazis parading around, singing blood and soil. That could have been handled a lot better. Trump sometimes says things in the wrong way. I never feel like he's personally attacking the black community. Not all black conservatives. Do any of the black people feel, and this is really an important question that you should ask yourself, do any of the blacks feel anything um, when it comes to racism in terms of, you know, Trump said something outwardly racist about black people or even brown people outside of the immigration thing? Oh, he calls people thugs and criminals, but if they're doing an act, then that's kind of what they would pretty much be labeled as a thug and a criminal but these people are have just been participating in psychological warfare with black folks and other people really to really get you to believe that Trump is this racist so you don't vote for him so you don't support him but then behind everything that the opposition says you have articles and you have information about them 
being the racist, them saying some pretty racist shit, but because they're in power now, what you say doesn't affect them anymore. Agree. We met up with Cordrico's Driscoll. He's a Republican who teaches religion and politics at GW. Do you think it's fair to call Trump a racist? I think it's fair to call Trump a racist. Like, yes, how I define racism is about power structures that prevent access to certain things. And so when we look at his uh, policies and when we sort of look at his rhetoric, um, it falls in line to what racism is. Why do you think we see such vitriol coming from other members of the black community directed at people within this young black conservative movement? That is one thing I never agree with. Black conservatives aren't going away. He's right. This isn't some new trend. Then why are there so many culturally conservative African-Americans who don't vote Republican? Well, it goes back to the end of slavery, when black people did vote red. But just as they became Republican leaders in the 1930s, Hoover's administration kicked them out to appeal to Southern racists. It's when Roosevelt... Bet y'all didn't know about that one, did you? <laughs> yeah, the Republicans had blacks in their shit for, for a hot minute. And it wasn't until around that time, the 1930s or even 40s and 50s, to where the Democrats started including black people in those prominent positions. Really something to think about. Deal came along that minorities saw a chance to turn their misfortunes around. And when Republican presidential nominee Barry Goldwater opposed the Civil Rights Act, that's when many black voters switched to loyal Democrats. Being a black conservative, you kind of feel like you're the only one. People have been really crazy, especially black people. I had some people tell me to bleach my skin, kill myself, you're a coon, you're Uncle Tom. I'm sorry, that's not funny. But it is, you know. Say they called they said they told her to bleach herself, bleach her skin, then called her a coon and called her Uncle Tom. What a disgrace. All those things by like white people. When it's within your own community, it hurts. And then there's Kanye. You didn't think we'd forget about him, did you? Before his fallout with Candace Owens, people here appreciated the visibility he lent to the cause and the MAGA hat. This is our president. I noticed on your Twitter. This, you <laughs> <had that post. laughs> this nigga was snapping back in those days, wasn't he? Kanye has always been a charismatic yet confusing, not confused, not saying that he's personally confused. But you trying to study him and know about him, he can be very confusing. He does a lot of confusing shit. I can remember the day I wake up, go on my phone real quick, go on Facebook to see what's going on, and here pops up um, Kanye West standing next to Donald Trump, Kanye West with the MAGA hat on, and me saying to myself, oh boy. Because I knew it was going to be a lot of harsh criticism. It was going to be entertaining, but it was going to be very harsh criticism. And it was. But then I watched a video of what Kanye West was talking about, even outside of the Larry Hoover conversation. 
um, what he was there for and why he was there and what he had to say about um, Donald Trump. And I, it wasn't as if it wasn't scripted. It wasn't organized, but it wasn't scripted either, meaning it had more substance to it because it wasn't planned. It was just a little bit after that when he decided that he was going to run as president. And even right now when he's when, when people were talking about him running for president, it's just something I can never take serious. It's just something I can never take serious. Music-wise, he's a genius. His production value and 808s and Heartbreaks alone is award-winning, in my personal opinion. But as a political person, I don't know. There's not a lot of people... like, Like, if you look at everything... It's essentially split, right? So on one side, you'll have people that are more tolerated. They, they can tolerate more conservative views than liberal views, which for me personally, that's kind of my approach. As a black person, my views are going to be different than a white person's views. In some cases, it may be similar because of my political views, but it's different on a cultural level. So it's not to be racist or separate myself. It's just common sense of how two people are raised, how two people's families are, etc. Um, they've taught, they've single-handedly taught blacks that the only way to look at things is on a left-leaning level. So anything that's right-leaning would automatically be considered taboo, Uncle Tom, Coonan, whatever. But all the things that's promoted to them and the party that promotes that to them were the same ones that were lynching, the same ones that were harassing them to not vote Republican, And they were the ones to bring in all of the harsh uh, punishment and the treatment, um, the result of sort of a Jim Crow, um, the result of a Willie Lynch situation. About wearing your MAGA hat for the first time. MAGA. Yes, which was yesterday. It's giving me courage to stand up for what I believe in. Here's the thing about the hat. When these guys wear it, it's an act of defiance that says we're not Democrats and we are not invisible. Look, people are messy, too messy for the simple little boxes society wants to put us in. And if someone doesn't fit, it's becoming much easier to dismiss the unknown rather than try to understand it. Blacks chanting America first would be a nightmare for white liberals. I'm going to say that again, because I want y'all to really think about it. NBC News viewers, thanks for checking out. Hey, like, listen, okay, shout out, whatever, fair use, NBC News, whatever. But blacks in large numbers chanting America first is a nightmare to the white radical liberal today. 
they don't want to understand why. And this is the difference. They don't want to understand why certain black people have become conservative. They look at them in the same way that they would look at a quote unquote white supremacist. And these white people are more of a representation of self-hatred than anything, because they'll say that they'll they'll fess up the shit they never did. You didn't enslave blacks. You as a human being, you in your life form, you and your generation haven't enslaved one black. You have a, you may have harsh words for blacks, but you never enslaved them. You never owned them. So what guilt do you do you even have to begin with? But then I thought politically, it has nothing to do with that. It's all a strategy. So they just cower. They, they just they just they just cower down to the blacks um, and say that, you know, we owe you this. We owe you that. We'll promise you reparations. We'll give you free shit, free this, free that. And all these folks are just hyped. And they're willing to vote Joe Biden in for another four years just off of the lies, the bullshit that media points out or the bullshit that media spews out and the propaganda that follows it. Despicable. But that right there, that's the worst nightmare for them. Those, uh, those fucking... Biden supporters, old school, white. And when I say old school, I mean old school just in age. They still have that separatist, old democratic spirit. They're not tolerable like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Nowhere near it. And they're braggadocious about it. They're open about it. If you having trouble figuring out whether to vote for Joe Biden or Donald Trump, then you ain't black. Remember that? Um, they, they, they are braggadocious about how they feel, but they can hide it because they know a certain percentage of the audience and voters have no fucking clue what they're talking about. Joe Biden fucked up because he can't really finish a proper sentence. So therefore, he he's he's useless as a leader. If you look at leaders of the world, you see those who are in shape. You see those who get things done. You see those who have traits and qualities of leaders. You don't see weaklings. You don't see leaders tripping everywhere they go. You don't see leaders falling upstairs, falling down the stairs, can't find the exit stairs for the stage. You don't find that. But in this country, as I'm speaking, 2023, it's happening. And all you people that voted this man in, it's all it's all because of y'all. Congratulations. Matter of fact, hold on. Because I ain't done roasting y'all yet. To you guys, man, you did what y'all did. You voted a man in that can't finish a sentence, can't find, um, can't find the stairs to get off the stage, can't probably walk upstairs to get on a plane. Congratulations, y'all did it.
Y'all did it, man. It didn't take me long. That's the one thing I know. When it came to this politics, politics and shit, it didn't take me long to realize um, not even choosing a party, but what party has more to offer and what party that's kind of been cast aside and how media was sort of all a part of it when it came to what is out there for liberals versus what is out there for conservatives. It's it's almost black and white in terms of um cuz what I talk about all the time is this, right? Like media outside of what's going on like online and a lot of the people who already bring up the news or a lot of people who already talk about current events who get up to like 1.5 plus million subscribers, they're already more popular than nightly news. And I've said this before, like mainstream media doesn't have the edge that it used to have. Because now people are capable of thinking for themselves. And then they can look, they can look at other sources along with your source and then come to the conclusion that your source is a little bit off. You've been lying to the people. But some people don't like to question those things. They're comfortable in the lies, right? They're comfortable in the propaganda, the manipulation, another psyops, what another racial, another racial event in which these people, you know, try and try to divide those people, to divide people in general, but they use certain events to do so. I mean, George Floyd worked because of its effect, right? It's a known name to this day. But when it when it actually comes down to more so the cause and effect, meaning what what actual lesson was learned or what was the principle behind everything that followed the situation? Because we know maybe the people would have just peacefully protested um, that act from the police officers when it came to the George Floyd situation. And then you say, well, these other groups that came out of nowhere... And then if you start really digging into the old videos, I was looking into the old videos. They had pretty much a pile. They had piles of bricks in most of the places where these events kicked off, these riots kicked off. Piles of bricks set up at the same location of where everything went down. Then there was speculation about um, who organized it, because how how does such how did this all come together so quickly? Like, sure, somebody could organize it through social media, but I think I think they would have had more of an upper hand where it comes to someone blatantly creating a event. Right. Like if you go on Facebook and you create an event. It comes up on Facebook. 
You got these people. They don't know where the fuck they're going. They can't drive. They're driving in the wrong way. Anyway, that that belief that people have, and it's almost like, it's almost like what I mentioned before in a way that a person tries to play God. So what you believe, you stand on it, but your problem is accepting that others don't believe it or others just don't understand it. And others may never understand it because they don't want to. The truth for some people is too painful. So they have to live in this imaginary mindset and they have to live in this space where everything has to be comfortable and everything has to be a routine and everything isn't, you know, there's no stress. Right. And it's all bullshit. And then when stress hits him, when stress hits anybody, there's some people that tolerate it. There's people that dealt with it and people that easily deal with it. And then there's other people who believe all the horseshit and then they just break down. Right. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same idea as someone who grew up in poverty versus someone who didn't grow up in poverty. The person who grows up in poverty, depending on how he was raised and the morals he was raised under, he can become a very successful person, right? And he understands where he's came from and he's more humble about the things that he obtains versus a person who was just born. And it's not to throw salt on anything of that nature. It's just to tell you the reality. A person who was born out of prominence or a person who was born out of wealth, they may have went through most of their lives never dealing with any problems and any downfall until it happens. And because they never had the previous time period of dealing with it and being able to deal with it, they'll just break down. And it's funny I'm saying this because this also reminds me of, and this is kind of random, but I'm getting ready to wrap this episode up anyway. It also reminds me of the Elliot Rogers situation where you have Elliot Rogers. His father at the time was a known um, writer or director or some sort uh, or some sort, whatever the fuck he was. Uh, he was he pretty much was friends with George Lucas for those who are fans of the Star Wars thing. He was he was friends with George Lucas, Elliot Rogers father. So he came out of some stock of wealth, right? Prominence, if you will. He he would go to um, I forgot which what show or what um, red carpet event he went to, but it was some important red carpet event. And it was a lot of famous people. And he actually walked on the carpet because of his father being known as whatever. And all of that meant nothing. All of that did nothing for Elliot Roger. He was still on the inside a piece of shit. On the inside, he was still afraid of interaction with women. On the inside, he was still fragile and weak because his father was weak. His father didn't teach him anything about being a man. His father failed him. And that's the reality of it. And I'll go as far as saying that if the father was more involved in that child's life and making sure that he was okay and everything was good and if things wasn't good, he got the fair treatment or whatever the fuck because they had the money at the time. 
because he wasn't there for him, he ended up doing all the shit that he did. And he felt the way about women and he felt a way about himself because of the lack of mentorship and guidance by his father. So it's a different variation, different way that I would look at the Elliot Rogers situation with that in mind, right? Because here you have a person who was, he was dealt a decent hand, right? I think he was born in the UK, uh, stayed in Asia because his grandparents were Asian, stayed there for a little bit at a time, traveled back and forth to the United States, lived in California, got to an age where he started driving, where he was driving the BMW around and got no bitches, had no sauce, had nothing, a weakling. And he was meant, he was a mental midget and he was, and his frame was small too. He wasn't really much. It's a terrible way to live. And to have such a hatred towards others because of how he looked, terrible way to live. Don't, I don't feel bad for him though. He's a piece of shit. I mean, we're talking about Elliot Roger, right? But I mentioned him because here you have a guy who, in a bizarre turn of events, for somebody else to see the things that he had and the opportunities that he had, the places that he's been to, um, the countries that he's traveled to, and to still have no life and no self-fulfillment at the end. And this guy even got to a point to where he had this fascination of winning the lottery. And he read some book that was supposed to, you know, manifest his dreams and his desires. Right. And it's the same shit that these bitches read. Something like look into it. Look into the Ellie Roger, like a very bizarre, retarded, idiotic character. Elliot Roger, real piece of shit. But um, that idea that you've you don't realize it, that you were dealt things that other people would have never had or other people would never had the opportunity of getting. But you weren't able to capitalize and make something of it because it was just handed to you. You never earned it. You never went out there and worked for anything. You just sat back and played victim and wanted to get free shit. But then. You'll spite, you'll spite the same people that give you the shit to begin with, and then and then in return ask for reparations. Fuckery, foolishness. And outside of race, you just ask for handouts because there's a lot of weak whites that do the same thing. They just don't get pointed. They just don't get uh. They don't get called out for it because they're not a part of that exclusive cultural community that's based on color. We we must remember that as well. But anyway, as I always say, in the meantime and in between time and until next time, it's going to be a sober week for me within this next three, three and a half, maybe three and a half, four days. But it is what it is. Morning shift. Back to the summer hours. Seven to four o'clock, nine hour shifts. But an hour break, I'm going to have some type of article or something to go over for an hour, maybe 45, well, 50, 50 to 55 minutes, maybe an hour episode tomorrow. 
depending on what I got going on, I might do something later on that night. But if I only do an hour, you must forgive me. Because uh, being sober throughout this week, especially working mornings and then going home with nothing to smoke. Oh, it's going to suck. But it is what it is. But for the time being, I'm going to have something set up for tomorrow afternoon. But until then, I'm out. Peace.